Warning, typical to the nature of the show, our opinions and views may contrast sharply with some commonly held beliefs and thoughts on spiritual concepts. Be prepared to be triggered if the subject matter is a sensitive topic for you. We are here to dig into the shadows, and this can be highly uncomfortable at times. This episode may contain curse words. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, welcome to the Embracing Contrast podcast with your hosts, Natalie White and Jackie Sharp. Today, we're going to talk about the concept ideas behind uh, consciousness and unconscious. So I'm here with my friend, Natalie. Hey, Jackie. How's it going? Pretty good. I'm excited to kind of this. This won't necessarily be a, a contrast in as such, but more of an understanding, a deeper understanding of the concept of consciousness, unconscious, and um, the, the places we make our decisions from. So I'm excited to chat with you about that because you're the one who taught me pretty much all of what I'm going to share today. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So. I don't know. Um, maybe I'll let you start us off on this one because I will, as as we were talking about the the topic of this conversation, I my first thought was like, okay, what? Are, okay, yeah, sure, conscious, unconscious. What are we going to talk about? It? I don't know. So <laughs> it seems to me like it's such in in my conception and how I think about it, how I've always thought about it. It seems like yeah duh conscious unconscious I don't know but I realize that you know we all have different understandings of things different ways of looking and 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 all of that so what seems utterly like commonplace and obvious to one person can be not to somebody else so I think it's it's a great thing for us to do is talk about it so I'm just gonna hand it off to you and let you get us started (laughs) yay so when I think of consciousness and unconsciousness, it's different than when I first started. When I first started and I, I was, you know, reading things about spiritual enlightenment, about spiritual elevation and, and all of that, um, the, the stories just felt like something I wanted and I, I was never really able to grasp how I was going to get that level of enlightenment, that level of consciousness um, that that they say, or or even what that meant. I, I wasn't quite clear on well, what does it mean to be conscious? You know, uh, what what does that even mean? How am I not conscious now? You know, like it was like I don't get it, and. I really started to make my own conclusions based on the stories and my own perception in those moments as to what those meant. And overall, I think I really did understand that it did mean awareness to some level. Like for me, it it did mean I was either aware of something or I wasn't, but (laughs) the extent of that was something that I was unclear of. So I, I think like that's why I wanted to do this is to kind of talk about the depths of which we can be conscious and unconscious and how we can kind of see that within ourselves if we want to take that look, which is really what you and I teach. So that's kind of why I created it because there's a lot of terms out there like awake, asleep, that um, really 
they they give you an idea, but it, it's all concept. It's all story. It's all that is that, but there's no real juice <laughs> to to really uh, understand it more. So that's kind of what I want to talk about. So what are your thoughts on that whole awake asleep kind of uh, narrative that that we do see in, in the spiritual community? Yeah. Um, so that you know, to me, has always seemed a little simplistic in a way. Maybe um, it's just like you know, we, we talk about the woke culture or whatever you know people being like oh you know that's 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 woke that's not or I don't know it it I'll be honest it's a little silly to me you know it it, it stays on this surface level I mean it doesn't really you know we we just kind of throw these words around and to me what you know I I think of conscious versus unconscious a lot in terms of psychology i mean that that is a big part of my approach to shadow work to spirituality even you know i i have always i've always been fascinated with psychology and the only reason why i didn't personally pursue a psychology degree a career in psychology is because i was always put off or disappointed by the fact that conventional psychology stops at the physical brain. And <clears throat> having been brought up with, you know, um, within spirituality, you don't know, spiritual concepts, under, having this understanding that reality is greater than just our physical reality, you know, there would be things that I'd be like, all right, that's all well and good. But you're there, you know, psychology stops at the physical, like, you know, the, the neurons and the phys physical brain processes. And I'm like, but, you know, like, what about schizophrenia? You know, like, like, I find schizophrenia very fascinating as, as a, a mental illness. Um, and, and early on, I always thought about like, you know, so I, you know, we, we talk about <clears throat> like, um, spiritual influences and I've, I'd always heard about, you know, how, that can happen. And then to me, it was like, well, I believe that there is the physical, you know, mental illness of schizophrenia, but yet in what ways is that different from the the spiritual influences that can happen? And so then anyway, this is, this is totally getting off topic. Didn't mean to, you know, go off on that. <clears throat> it just, just to, you know, explain my point of view, you know, to me, so, so psychology to me falls short in some of that, but it has, a lot of value to give us in understanding the physical aspects of of our existence and to me the conscious and the unconscious are very well explained within psychology it's what we are what we know that which you can easily think of that which you you know call to mind in a second and I'm like hey where were you born and you're like oh I was born in such and such a city that is part of your conscious awareness you know that is you know, that that's easily accessible to you um um through your intentional volition basically you know like you you can make an effort and be like oh that is you know like like memory that sort of stuff that's um, or 
not not all of memory so maybe that wasn't a good example but just you know like like rec like easy recall that sort of stuff that that is consciousness that is you know i i can think of it i know it easily you know um and it is part of how we go through our days we what that which we are thinking which we are aware that we are thinking of in any given moment that is consciousness you know and that um right here right now you know as i am speaking i am using my conscious awareness to think of things of which i consciously know um and and there's levels to it you know because we have the conscious awareness which we can easily access we have the subconscious um sometimes it's called something else in psychology i was like paraconscious or something i don't know i don't remember i was just i was just reading about freud for my psychology class you know still i love learning more about it so i'm always doing that um but anyway so the way i think of it is we have the conscious we have the subconscious and then we have the unconscious and so the the subconscious is just below the surface of awareness that's um or just below the surface of consciousness, you could say, where <clears throat> you know how sometimes it's like there's something you know, but you don't really pay attention to it, but it's there and you kind of know it's there. That's kind of like how I think of the the subconscious. And actually, I've I've very often thought of it as, you know, um if we think of the ocean the conscious would be above the water subconscious you look at the water and you can see that there's shadows in the water it's like right there and then the unconscious is the stuff that's really deep uh in and you don't see when you're standing above the water even though it's down there you may not have any clue that there's this like huge gigantic whale down there you know because it's so you know talking about like the deep ocean where like miles and miles and miles below the surface is where the the ocean floor is um so really that is that to, to me is the best analogy i mean um freud uses an iceberg and that's a good analogy too although i personally have found myself thinking in terms of the ocean itself that's my personal analogy and how i like to think of it even because if we think of water as being motion it's even more relevant to um the metaphor you know or the analogy so with and and the unconscious is you know is those depths you can't access them from the the surface you know you can't or you can't see them from there you have to put on your your diving equipment and dive deep in order to see what's there so that basically you know that's that's how i think of consciousness you know and and i suppose you know there's then the awareness like if you think of like those levels the awareness that's our our consciousness you know living in those those depths of our conscious or mm, okay i don't know i can that the, the analogy sort of gets a little bit lost there <laughs> you know like we we as beings are the diver who can be on the surface of our 
consciousness of, of our, our conscious awareness. Okay, now I'm totally losing myself there. But anyway, okay, let me let me stop kind of rambling because I feel like I started to ramble a little bit there and hand that back over to you and let you speak on that. Sorry, my dog's barking, you're gonna hear that. But <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the awareness, the, the consciousness, awareness of consciousness. I really liked your analogy because that's kind of how I see it is like, for me, most of my life, I was on that surface level looking down and just kind of not really going in. I didn't want to put the suit on. I wasn't ready for any of that, but uh, I definitely wanted to look and got curious over time as to what was deeper, what was there. But uh, it took a lot. And that's the thing is we, we can t keep telling ourselves stories. We can keep looking, but then looking forward, <laughs> you just kind of keep like on the show, kind of keep on the top of the water in the boat and kind of look down every now and then. Uh, or we, we can put the suit on and, and go in there. And that's where the transformation happens. That's where the, the, we put the work in motion. That's where our awareness actually you know, becomes greater than, and we, we get comfortable in, in the depths. It's like when we, when we look at the ocean and I love this because when we look at the ocean and when we think about diving or like cave diving or anything like that, it's terrifying to most people, you know, most people are like, no, I know I would never do that. You know, and I'm one of them. I would never do that physically in this reality. But when, when I look at it, how, how you put it, it's like, yeah, no, I could do it that way. I can do it with my emotions. That's fine. But, but you know, it's like, it's the same fear. The fear is still there. It's still scary in that unknown kind of depth. But that's, that's where we need to go in order to make changes in, in our reality if we want to sustain change. And, and that's kind of the thing is we, we often have these little glyphs, like we, we can go in, we can jump in the water and, you know, access a little bit of that subconscious. We, are, we raise our awareness through that, uh, that, that we, you know, understand in that moment. But then we come back up. <laughs> that, that was my reality for a very long time. Uh, you know, I, I was teaching these things. I was teaching shadow work. I had the conceptual awareness of shadow work, but I was not going down. I was not cave diving. I was accessing subconscious layers, but I wasn't like, mm, let's, let's get the suit on. And it, it was interesting because as I see my reality now, after doing the, the deep diving, after going in there, I can see how even just me accessing the subconscious helped other people go there themselves. And then if you start to access your subconscious, if you start to get a little more curious, as you get more curious, you're gonna put a, a foot in the suit each time and you're gonna think about it. <laughs> you're gonna have that seed there to be like, maybe I, I could go a little deeper because you're gonna start to feel how you know accessing the subconscious changes the way that you actually feel. And it's like gradual baby steps of unraveling the stories and accessing the feelings in each of these subconscious layers until you're brave enough to put on that suit and, and go right in the caves and, you know, go in there. So when I see it as woke or, or awake and asleep, I'm always like, that's really putting too much of a label on something that is, is incredibly vast 
And it's it's too narrow, <laughs> too narrow in the scope for me because there's so much in between that, that, you know, we can't get from one to the other without a whole bunch in between, without a whole bunch of work, without a whole bunch of thought, without a whole bunch of conscious choice in going there, in, in putting in the effort to go deeper within ourselves. And if we just stay in the boat and keep looking over and that's that's our reality, then we don't have undesire, like we don't get the outcomes that we want because we have all that in the bottom that's just there <laughs> that we don't even realize where we're operating from from all of that, that that we're not really going into. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot there with what you said. So it makes sense why you went on this, this rant because it really does, uh, you know, help you kind of see the the deeper levels and the deeper awarenesses that are there if if you choose to go in there and that's kind of what i'm finding is a lot of misunderstanding in the the concept of consciousness or unconscious because if you talk about the unconscious and someone isn't going there sometimes they can get offended sometimes it's like oh well you're telling me that i i don't know these things or you know that you're better than me because i have this unconscious thought and it's like no what I'm really saying is, is there's like this awareness that's kind of missing from the equation. That's not a bad thing. And that's the thing is when when we think about cave diving, we think of it as the scary you know thing when we think about going down there. It's a scary, terrifying thing. And the more we resist it, the more we label it as bad. You know, it's bad and I can't go there because I don't know what I'm going to find. Who knows? You know, I don't know what's in there. So it's instantly bad. And we don't even realize that in that resistance, we're judging, we're criticizing, and we're feeling some kind of way about this perception even. <laughs> it, it gets so deep that it's like, ah, instantly bad, instantly no, can't do it. And just because you can't do it doesn't mean it's bad. Also, you know, if you can't, you're just not ready and that's okay. But the more that you look, <laughs> that's, that's all I ask, the more that you look over the boat and, and see some of the subconscious that, that shows up for you, the easier it becomes to go deeper, to put on the suit, to go there. Because that's how I did it. I did it over a period of three or four years of me just looking at the subconscious going, eh, <laughs> and, and kind of continuing on in the boat until I hit that moment, that, that moment that I think we all hit. And... In the esoteric community, they call it the dark night of the soul. <laughs> but to me, it's just this feeling of intense resistance when I just couldn't look at the subconscious anymore. I was getting sick and tired of the same subconscious stories, the same things happening over and over again. And it, it started to feel like despair. Like I couldn't change it. Like I was doing all the things on this. I, I was doing all the things in the boat, but <laughs> it, it wasn't changing anything. And that, that's really when I reached out to you because I knew at that moment that I could not go, you know, any, any further by myself, that I had looked enough at the subconscious things that I was starting to become aware of, that the next step was the deep, dark unknowns that I just could not do alone. There was no way because I was trying and it was not working. And it, it's like, that's, how you can make the shift from unconscious to conscious is when you realize that there is just some things, there is a certain point that we can get to and that's it. 
then we need to rely on others to help us kind of see a, a little different perspective. That's a part of the reason why we created this podcast in the first place is so that you can open yourself up to a different way of seeing. You can open up and if it resonates with you know a subconscious or a conscious program on some level, then you'll you'll be interested. You'll want to hear more. And it, it kind of starts, you know, it's like the gateway to <laughs> deeper things. So I talked a lot too. <laughs> what, what are what are your thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny we do that. We get off on you know, we, we go off and we just have so much, there's so much to say on this stuff, you know, for, for all of it. So, um, that's great. No, um, what you, you know, what came up, what I thought of as you were talking about was like more analogies. I think in analogies so much metaphors and analogy, I can't help it. That's, that's my, that's my earth always bringing things down to like, you know, relatable real world stuff that I can, it helps me to understand. But so if you think of it, you know, and what we were saying, the the levels, you know, the surface with the boat on the top, that's, that's our conscious awareness. That's our, that's our person. Okay, here we go. Ah, there you go. I think I found it. So our personality in this lifetime is the person on the boat. And there's you know, we are all of it. We're the boat, we're the person on the boat, we're the surface air, the surface of the water, all of the level, you know, we're, we're the ocean itself, all of this in the analogy, that's us. Different, just, just you know, um, because our, our real, you know, greater selves, what we call our higher self, you know, all, all these levels, you know, of ourselves, we experience them in different ways. But the, the, the boat, the person on the boat, that's our personality. That's, you know, this, this condensation of, of our greater spiritual selves that we consciously <laughs> experience through our experiences, the one that takes things in and directs the boat. That's the personality. So it can stay in the boat. It can look only, you know, forward and sideways, you know, it can look all about in, in three, you know, like, like to all of the, the north, south, east, west, all those directions and just direct the boat in that way. Now it's a boat, so it has an anchor and we drop the anchor at one point in our lives, in our childhoods, whatever, you know, whatever, you know, it, it anchors us. And the, let's say, you know, the, the tether to the anchor, the chain or, or rope or whatever it is that keeps the anchor tethered to the boat can be whatever, can be various lengths. Some, maybe for some people it's shorter, maybe for others it's longer. So it feels like they have more freedom, but they're still tethered to this one spot in the ocean. And that dark night of the soul can sort of be like, you start to realize that your boat doesn't go any farther than this. <laughs> you go here. You can't. It's like you're trying, but your boat just doesn't go. You want to go keep on going, but you can't. And so you try a different direction and you can't because it's like a circumference. Like it's it's a circle. There's a circle that you can go around because of the the anchor down below. And you it's like it holds you back. You can only go so far some people more than others. So maybe some people notice it less because maybe they're not even thinking about going too much farther. They're kind of happy with that. Whatever it is that they have there, that that um, 
the area of the surface of the water that they have to play on. Maybe there's plenty of fish and they can fish it easily. <laughs> and there's there's no big deal, you know? So they're not even looking down at the water. They're just going out. So then, you know, maybe we start to, maybe we do notice, maybe we start to feel uncomfortable and we start doing shadow work and we start looking over the boat. We're like, hmm, okay, there's, you know, we can actually see to a certain extent. And that's, you know, kind of when we talk about surface level shadow work, we're dealing with the subconscious. It's not, <clears throat> not necessarily always conscious, but it takes a small amount of energy to access you don't have to do too much you can just sort of look over the boat and see a certain amount of there you know in the subconscious now you could um what's it called not deep diving but you know like the, there's the shallow diving where the person puts the the mouthpiece so that they can breathe you know just slightly below the surface so you can do that too and that that is going into it a little more deeply so then that can feel like you're doing something because you're seeing more under there and you can maybe start to you know understand things better kind of see and maybe you see the tether and you're like ah okay so maybe you try moving the tether and you're like, oh, you know, you can, you can see, you can do, but it doesn't truly change anything. You sort of, you know, maybe change the size of the boat that it's on, maybe get a little bit farther, you know, because you made these like small adjustments to it. But you're still only in this, like, you know, you're, you've gone below the surface some, but you haven't gone too deep because you, you have just that mouthpiece and maybe you can get a longer mouthpiece. So you can go a little bit, you know, farther down. And you can do these things so that you can like, you know, see a little bit more, maybe see some fish that you wouldn't have seen up top or see some like, you know, more new and interesting sea life that you wouldn't have seen from over the boat because you did get in a little bit deeper, but yet your boat is still tethered. And maybe you start to realize this and you try and you try to, you know, do stuff with the fish. Like, oh, maybe if I, I don't know, I don't know why you'd think of that, but that's, you know, I don't know. <laughs> But, you know, so so there's that tether and you keep noticing, you keep seeing, you keep trying to move it and you can move it. You know, if you think of it, it has movement. So you're moving it under and below the consciousness, but you're not actually truly doing like changing it because it's still the anchor down below. But it feels like you're doing something by moving it here and there and everywhere. You're like, I see it. I saw it. I know this. So I changed it. I'm aware of it. I did stuff with it. But yeah, it's still tethering you. And you can go on, it can keep you busy. It can keep you quite busy and you can feel like you're making progress. You can feel like you're making changes. Maybe you cut the rope and you add some more rope to give you some extra, you know, leeway there. But still, still tethered because you're still on, you know, like the, it, it's about how much deeper you can keep on going and maybe you don't have anything that can give you a longer breathing tube so you're like well i used all the rope to extend my rope and i used all the breathing tube i can do so what do i do now you know you kind of and at that point you know you can choose to be like well i guess this is good enough i guess this is all i get to do or maybe you find you know different ways to distract yourself so that you don't feel the uh the the discomfort of being tethered and whatnot there's there's various ways you can learn to cope with the situation in which you find yourself in and we find a lot of that you know happening 
people coping, coping strategies. You see a lot of that. And that's not bad in and of itself. I mean, if it helps you cope and if you're happy, sure, fine. However, there is more that can be done. That's where then diving deeper comes in. And like you said, you know, we have the suit, we can start using the suit to go deeper. Yet when you think about diving, a person has to learn to do it right. If you go too fast, that can be painful, that can hurt. You can, you know, like the pressure of the water, you know, can can get in the way, can give you more pain than you had if you just stayed up on your boat. You know, you have to do things in, in a certain way in order to make it work, in order to get to those depths. So you have to learn how to do it. And it certainly makes it easier to have a guide who knows so that you're not doing all that trial and error along the way, trying to figure out how in the hell you're going to get to the depths. You know, <laughs> um, so, so, you know, let's say that then you're doing the work and you're getting deeper and you're, you're exploring deeper and deeper and deeper and you get down to the bottom of the ocean. Then you have to find the anchor and, you know, you work on finding it. Maybe it's dug in real deep. So then you have to work on digging it out so that you can, you know, move it and maybe you managed to move it but you didn't realize that you had to like bring it up into the boat in order to have free movement you know like there's there's I can continue going on and like making connections to to the metaphor I kind of have fun with that but anyway like you get the point like it's like there's you know there's there's these different ways you can approach it and um it really it, it I don't know I personally love that analogy because it feels so relevant to it to me to my experience you know it's about learning how to work with that anchor deep down below how to uncover it move it make it stop holding you in place but you have to get down to those deep levels in order to make that real big change you can affect all those little surface changes up above but you have to get deep down into the unconscious where you are rooted where you are anchored where you have those things that are truly keeping you where and how you are restricting the greater movement and freedom that you have in your life from those depths so and and it truly does feel like it's that way i mean even in my own work it's funny i know i've, I've i have used these very sort of analogies in it there are times when i can when I'm doing the work, when I'm bringing things up, and it has felt like, like, oh, something big is coming. I can see the shadow of the whale coming up from the depth. I can like, you know, like, like I'm sitting up there in my boat and I'm like, oh, there's a really big shadow coming up. I don't really know what it is yet, but it's coming up. I'm going to see it soon. <laughs> um, so it's, it's interesting how you can, as you gain greater awareness, of everything around you, you begin to be able to be more sensitive to these things. Maybe, you know, when the the when you were just the on that surface level looking out, you know, straight ahead, you weren't you were gonna be surprised by the whale that jumped out of the water. <laughs> be like, whoa, oh my God. <laughs> and it can, you know, it happens. Things because things do pop out of the depths all the time and when we are just looking straight ahead we are totally surprised by it we don't see it coming we can't prepare for it it just happens how it happens and we're at its mercy 
And once you begin to do the deeper work, you know, maybe you were down there in the depths and you saw the whale kind of far away coming towards you. Like, okay, I better get up on my boat, get ready, blah, blah, blah. You know, you, you can see things coming. You know where they're coming from. You're not surprised by it. You can deal with it. You know, these, these inner processes of ours. And remember in this analogy, everything is us. The whale is me, you know, it's just a different aspect of me, you know, like all these things. So, so yeah, I don't know. This is, this has been an analogy I have enjoyed and I have thought of for many years and kind of like come back to it all the time and be like, yep, there's, there's that whale coming out from, from the depths. I can see its shadow coming up to my, my surface, you know, and, and then it's always interesting when it does come up and I'm like, oh, and, and I have that realization, the, the pop, like the, the, when they pierce, you know, let's say the whale jumping out from the, from the depths, you know, when it pierces that, the the top of the water that's it like coming into consciousness and it's it's it, it can be it can be a scary experience and it is a lot when we're not expecting it and this thing just you know comes out at us and we're like oh fuck what was that you know like and, and we, we it, it can you know damage our boat it can do all sorts of things that that are unpleasant but when we're aware of it, it can be this beautiful thing where we're like, oh, this relief even like, oh my God, I finally saw it and understood it, you know? So just to add more analogy to the story there, you know, it kind of made me think of that as you were talking about putting on the wetsuit and going deeper. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I really, <laughs> I love all of that. It's so true. I, I specifically love the the if if you're just kind of looking forward in the boat that whale might just jump up and you know <laughs> it'll just it'll be there and kind of forcing you to to deal with it to take that look and that is what we see most often it's like we're we're not really understanding what's what's below the surface we're just moving forward doing what we think in in those moments are right for us and then that whale whoop, it's like mm. I have something for you to take a look at. And I, you know what? It's so interesting because people will say that all the time. I see it as, as a, a narrative of the universe is testing me when that happens, when, you know, that whale does jump and, and everything rocks in the reality. And it's like, is the universe testing you or are you testing yourself? <laughs> like what, what is happening in that moment when, when the whale, you know, jumps is just, this is, it, it's, kind of a sign of, of the deeper awareness that needs to be in that moment. Uh, a while ago I had, I don't know if I shared on this podcast, but a while ago I had an experience where I was putting everything you taught me in motion. I was kind of experiencing, uh, you know, something that I was aware of in my subconscious, but I didn't really access too deeply. I was just aware of it. And this happens throughout our whole life. I don't believe we're ever finished shadow work. Uh, something's always going to come up. But this this happened to me and I was so grateful that I had like I was able to process it this time because before I would have just let it consume me and it would have been someone else's fault. But in this moment, in in that trigger, I was like, hmm, you know, it, it was like I was fighting with someone and that was the the old way. The old way is constantly having to have my way. I was fighting with someone and then I stopped and I was like, wait wait a minute, like, what, what do I feel in this moment? Why do I feel like I need to be right? Like, what, what is happening? And I, or I was even starting to alter my opinion to try to match theirs so that I could, you know, 
be comfortable because that used to be the way. And that's what I asked myself, you know, why, where's this coming from? What's the worst like that I think can happen if I'm wrong in this situation? And why do I feel like if I am wrong, I need to alter my perception to match theirs. So it took me down into the depths of my own self with with my own questioning. And when I was down there, I uncovered lots of things about my childhood and how I uh, I <laughs> always did that, how I was trained to do that. If if my view or opinion was different than someone else's, specifically male, I had to change it or alter it in order to feel some kind of comfort. Because if I was wrong, they made damn sure they that I knew I was wrong. <laughs> so it, it was like, whoa, you know, that that realization that that was trained within me, and then that was a part of my anchor in why I was so triggered when someone would, you know be mad at me or or fight me <laughs> over over my view is because all my life I felt like I had to change my view if it was different to you know meet the person uh, where they were at and my views were suddenly invalid didn't matter who cares <laughs> and I invalidated my own feelings because that was the trained behavior and it was like those realizations that whale <laughs> that came to the surface with that one was like whoa now this is the reason why I can do this podcast is because I did go through that. I did have that experience where I was like, oh, shit, I've always invalidated my own feelings and my own opinions because they have to match someone else's. And now it's like, whoa, wrong. You know, like that was a part of the anger that was keeping me tethered. And uncovering that was like, whoa, no, that, that's not how I actually feel. I think everyone has their own opinions and based on their experiences. And that's OK. You know, it, it doesn't have to match. So I was like, oh, my God, that was like the biggest revelation that, that I really had on my own. Specifically, you and I had quite a few, but on my own, that was the first really one that I was able to implement the steps and do my own work. So I was like, oh, my God, you, know, like, you, you can really learn something and continue to do the work after. It's just that initial you know, or, or when you get stuck, because you do get stuck again. There is always going to be times when you're like, oh, <laughs> really anchored in there, really deep, and I need some help. But and that's all okay. It it's, really is. It, it, there's nothing wrong with that at all. So this has been yeah. a really good podcast, actually. Really good conversation. Really insightful. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and it's, it is, it is so very true. You know, you, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. <clears throat> Sometimes you just can't do it on your own. I, you know, myself, I've been, I've been diving into the deep for, I don't know, 15 years more all my life in some ways, you know, I've been, I've been always in it. And, you know, th the more you clean up the, you know, anchors and that that's another thing I was going to say you know and in some ways we have very many many different anchors you know that that restrict our movement so it's like it's about going in and finding them it's about letting them go figuring out how to work through them you know it's so it's not just it's, it's not just one and done it's there's there's many different things tethering us um so the more that you learn to work through these anchors, untether yourself, you know, uncover them, work with them, however it is that, you know, you need to work with. And as the anchor analogy, you know, maybe necessarily isn't, uh, no analogy is perfect. You know, there's, there's ways in which it's not necessarily going to fit, but it's, you know, 
but still continuing with it. You know, some anchors may be smaller, uh, easier to uncover, easier to find, easier to dig out. Some may be huge and you can't do it alone. You know, you, you need help. And, and even now, you know, 15, whatever years, you know, how many years into it, I, I need help sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just, sometimes you are way too close to your own problems to be able to, to find, find the, the anchor clearly, you know, to, to, to see it. It, it, there is always more to do shadow work, you know, the inner work, this sort of work doesn't ever stop. You become freer and freer. It becomes easier and easier. And it's, it's ever evolving. It becomes less scary. Anything you do over time and with practice becomes easier, becomes less scary. I mean, me and thinking of, of any, of a surface level example, you know, um, videos, do, doing videos. And that was like horrible for me. I'd never wanted to do those. You know, it was like, ah, no, you know, being on video, talking on video, all that stuff. It was like, God forbid, you know, please kill me first. And then I started doing it, you know, I did a live and suddenly it was like, Oof. Okay, first time before I, oh my God, before I did my first live, it was like, I was going to fucking hyperventilate and have a panic attack. Like, oh my God, that was so scary. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, whatever, you know? And then, <laughs> um, oh, here's, you know, here's one that, that has been quite interesting. For all of my life, seeing myself on video, hearing my voice, Oh my God, hearing my recorded voice was like the worst thing ever. Even after I got comfortable seeing myself on video, it was like I could not listen to myself. It was it was the worst thing in the world. And over time I've gotten used to it. Now I can listen to myself and I'm okay. You know, it's it's everything over time, the more you do it, the less scary it becomes. And so it is with this work as well. The more you do it, the easier it is. It's that initial, it's like a leap of faith really it, it is you have to choose to have the faith that it is going to be okay that even though it seems scary it's not going to destroy you um so it's yeah i lost my train of thought there <laughs> um but bringing it back to consciousness oh sorry were you going to say something i just kind of was going to keep on talking they're gone <laughs> <laughs> not really i was i was okay. just kind of listening to your thought process there okay all right um so you know bringing it back to consciousness <clears throat> one of the things that is talked about that I see talked about is is rising or ascending and in some ways I feel like that is a really big misconception that is taking us farther from ourselves because the true quote-unquote raising of consciousness is actually not a rising process it's a deepening process it's you know um when when we talk about when when i've learned about you know how how our reality comes to be it's never 
um, it's, it's about, ex- like, if you think about it, we're talking about expanding consciousness. We are, you know, we, um, or like a condensation process. So the parts that were here out in the world, they are like the outermost. So the, the higher quote unquote consciousness, so to speak, is not higher. I, it's like, oh, oh my God, the words are like failing me right now. It's not higher. It's not to the heavens. It's within. It's inward. It's deeper. It is never outward and upward. It's downwards and inwards. <laughs> you know, it's like the opposite. That's that's where we gain greater consciousness. It's the, you know, consciousness is expanding. Therefore, that which is on the outer parts, our personalities, they're the outermost edge of it. So in order to get to the, you know, the, the higher quote unquote consciousness, we're going deeper within ourselves, not outward, not upwards. Um, and in some ways that is semantics, you know, because then we can argue that it's not, you know, up and down. It's it's about different things. But to me, it has always been sort of a point where um, a point of contention, you know, like it's not, it's not up to the heavens. I think of, I think of, I always come back to thinking of like the Christian religion, how we talk about, oh, up in the sky when the heavens and, you know, the clouds looking down on us, you know, it's that, that sort of language has felt incorrect to me because of how the con- our, our unconscious is, is within our death. That's where the greater parts of us come is from within, not from above and without, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's it's <laughs> always a concept. It's always a concept I never got. It's the, the higher, it's like, that I remember a few times people would be like, I, I'm so nervous to work with this person because, uh, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, don't put anyone on a pedestal. Never do that. It's like, we're all just human. Like, there's mm-hmm. there's no one above another. We all make mistakes. We all do bad things. We all make bad choices. And it's like, I, I no, like, there's no one on a pedestal. Absolutely no one. And like, that's just a human thing. So that's really what I relate to the idea of ascension and all of those types of things to that putting the pedestal uh, on something else that is external when it is exactly what you said. It's an inner journey. It's not outside of ourselves to find this higher level of consciousness or, uh, you know, anything like that. So, yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Um, probably, <laughs> um, I don't know. I was, I was just trying to think, I, I, I don't, I don't know. It almost feels like I may, I meandered about and talking about, you know, levels of consciousness and I don't know if it even, like if it even comes to answer what we, like the topic that we started, I don't even know. <laughs> That's why I love this podcast, because it really did. It it really did. It put into perspective, you know, the the idea of the the consciousness, which is the the awareness, which is that that boat, and then the the subconscious, which is that layer. So you really did lay it out what it is. And we did talk about how it's uh, uniquely misunderstood. And, um, you know, kind of twisted in, in some ways when when we learn about it when we read about it but that's really 
how I see it also is this is varied perception based on our, under, our own understanding. Understanding, I've heard that one used, based on, you know, that within ourselves. And it's nothing external. That's, that's really what is the most interesting is, uh, is how I see it most often is kind of this external even the universe is is this external thing from ourself, you know, and I'm like, is it, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, is it because we can really connect with the universe, our intuition, all of that, through our inner awareness, through the deeper, you know, depths that we travel. So it's like all connected in, in that way. So it's really interesting when I when I view it as this external being woke asleep <laughs> versus my my internal understanding of my own experience based on having went into all of those layers and even you know untethered myself a time or two since since working with you so it's like yeah that's why this topic came to my mind and you know what it was a great conversation so <laughs> thank you for having it with me Oh, yes. Thank you. All right. I'm glad because I I personally, for me, it felt like I just kind of went off talking about these <laughs> concepts as I understand them and, and had fun talking about my, you know, my analogy for consciousness and I wasn't even feeling like I necessarily connected it, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> If you enjoyed this podcast, head on over to the Embracing Contrast podcast community on Facebook, where we will share even more content, answer questions you may have, and get you up to date on all upcoming workshops and classes hosted by Natalie White and Jackie Sharp. See you there. Thank you for listening to the Embracing Contrast podcast. Until next time, goodbye.